The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, December 13th, 2021, Monday of the third week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Lucy, virgin and martyr. Born about 283, we know very little, except that a disappointed suitor accused Lucy of being a Christian. And she was executed in Syracuse, Sicily in the year 304. Lucy knew of the heroism of earlier virgin martyrs. She remained faithful to their example and to the example of the carpenter, whom she knew to be the Son of God. She is the patroness of eyesight. Saint Lucy, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee, that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for catechists summoned to announce the word of God. May they be its witnesses with courage and creativity and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, today in the Gospel we see you entering the Temple, teaching the people, people who were hungry to hear what you had to say. But then arrives a group of chief priests and elders who are less enthusiastic to hear what you have to say, who are angered by your very presence in the Temple. The outrage of that God himself in the temple, and yet the chief priests and authorities could not accept it. And they interrupt you, Lord, and say, What authority have you for acting like this? And who gave you this authority? We think very often that by going higher up the chain of command, by finding the authority, the boss, then we expect to be able to get things done. I remember one time, whenever I was a student in Rome, somebody very kindly sent me some money, and they sent it via a bank money order, something that I had never heard of. But it had printed on this kind of little check thing the name of an Italian bank and the name of my bank back home. So I called into the bank one day to see could I release the precious treasure contained therein. So I queued up, I went to the lady at the desk, uh, I put it on the desk, She looked at it for about five microseconds and said, I don't know what that is. Now, that wasn't exactly very satisfying, so I suggested to her that perhaps 
she might ask somebody else. Perhaps she might ask her boss. So she sort of grunted, slid herself off the stool, took the money order and walked over to a gentleman who was standing a little bit behind her. I could see the two of them were having a discussion and I thought, ha, I'm getting somewhere. She's gone to the authority and finally I will get some answers. Well, then he came over. He slid the money order back across the top of the counter and said, I'm afraid I don't know anything about this either. Ugh. Where was I going to go next? So I said, well, what can I do? He suggested, why don't you try the head office? Ha! More authority. I'll definitely be able to get an answer to my question by going to the head office. Surely the big regional manager will be able to sort my problem. So I said, great. Where is it? Florence was the answer. 300 kilometers away from where I was standing at that time. Not exactly the helpful answer that I was looking for. Sometimes we pursue the chain of command and we get nowhere. But that promise of authority gives us hope. By asking to speak to a superior, we think we're going to get where we need to be. Now, those chief priests who come to speak to you, Lord, in the temple are not asking to ground themselves in hope, but they're asking out of challenge. Effectively, what I see is that they come up and ask Jesus, for his ID. Like going into any establishment where you have to show some form of official documentation to prove who you are, to prove your credentials, they are IDing Jesus. Who's your boss? They basically ask. Who gave you the authority to speak here? And if we remember that this whole conversation takes place in the temple, in their patch, in other words, what they're saying is, you're not one of us. How dare you say things which are contrary to what we teach? And so Jesus asks them a question in return. Since they want to know who he is, he says, okay, I'll tell you if you can answer my question. He says to them, John's baptism, where did it come from, heaven or man? And they argued it out this way among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will retort, then why did you refuse to believe him? But if we say from man, we will have the people to fear, for they all hold that John was a prophet. And so, in response to Jesus' question, they say, we don't know. And so he says, nor will I tell you my authority for acting like this. Jesus asks them a question about John's baptism, which might seem that he's deflecting a bit. But actually, he asks this question to really reveal what's in their hearts. They don't want to say the answer. They don't want to talk about John's baptism, especially in the context of all those people who are standing listening to Jesus, because they knew that they believed in John's baptism. Many of these people perhaps had gone out to the River Jordan themselves to be baptized by John, had had this experience of conversion and repentance, and had developed a beautiful relationship with God. And they safeguarded that as something which had brought them closer to God, and they weren't ready to have it rejected even by the authorities. So they say, we don't know where John's baptism comes from. Because if they say it came from God, then why didn't they be baptized themselves? Why didn't they enter into the waters, confess their sins and accept the repentance? And yet if they deny it openly, perhaps people will pick up stones and throw them at them. So Jesus exposes their heart. St. Jerome, one of the fathers of the church, said that, that these chief priests and elders respond with a lie. 
In other words, they do know exactly where John's baptism came from, but they don't want to say it. Even they could say what they're thinking, but instead they hide that. They hide the content of their heart from Jesus. Another father of the church, Rabanus, gives a beautiful commentary also on this refusal to answer Jesus. Jesus doesn't tell them who he is, where his authority comes from, because of their response. Because either they hate the truth, he says, or they are unworthy of it. The whole question of authority is central to their question. And it's also central to why they don't respond to Jesus. Because authority, that Greek word exousia, literally means exousia, out of your being. In other words, we think back to St. Jerome, we think back to Urbanus. What's in the content of their heart? What do they not want to say to Jesus? What's in their being that is not coming out? In contrast to what's in Jesus' being, which is allowing him to teach and to preach in the way in which he is. Authority is the stuff of our being. It's what we're made from. And the source of Jesus Christ's being is God the Heavenly Father. His being is God the Son. And when we receive baptism, we are incorporated into God's family as his sons and daughters. And so our being is as the children of God. Think about our heavenly ID, if we had one. It would say, identity, child of God. That is our being and our authority. Our position in the world is that of the sons and daughters of God, who, as St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Philippians, humbled himself to assume the condition of a slave. Jesus has given us the dignity of being the children of God, of, of being his brother and sister, because he has humbled himself to assume our condition in order to raise us up to God. So how does all this fit into the context of Advent, time whenever we are preparing to receive the God who comes amongst us? Well, he is the one who comes to bestow our dignity and to elevate our being. But he's only a little baby. And that's the opposite of going up the chain of command. In fact, if we think of Advent, we think of the coming of our Lord Jesus, how God inverts the order of hierarchy in order to reveal his truth. He chooses what is lowly and what is weak to reveal that it is he who is strong, that it is God who is great, that his authority is as God. Only it's not the kind of authority that we are used to in a human sense because it's not the sort of authority which is bestowed because of acts or deeds, but the kind of authority which comes from who he is, his being. In other words, the little baby in the crib has as much authority as the man standing in the temple because his being is that of God. And so we continue to walk with Mary, our mother, throughout this Advent journey towards Bethlehem, towards that little stable where Jesus is to be born. We think of her in these days as she's carrying the divine child in her womb, talking to the Lord who comes amongst us. May we humble ourselves to receive the truth as she did, to receive the truth of God as children of God. And, we, may, we, and may we acknowledge the power and the authority of Christ in our own lives, who comes to teach us, who comes to walk with us, who comes to elevate us. I give you thanks, my God the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, 
my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Lucy, Virgin and Martyr, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. The Holy Virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. The Holy Virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hands. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. 
I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King, Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! O God, the crown and great reward of all your soldiers, brave and true, absolve us from bonds of sin, who sing your loyal martyr's praise, that we at last may also share all God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, 
is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds. You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I have known tribulations and distress, but But in in your commands I have have found consolation. From the book of the prophet Isaiah, the Lord is waiting to show you favor and he rises to pity you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. O people of Zion who dwell in Jerusalem, no more will you weep. 
He will be gracious to you when you cry out. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. The Lord will give you the bread you need and the water for which you thirst. No longer will your teacher hide himself, but with your own eyes you shall see your teacher, while from behind a small voice sound in your ears. This is the way, walk in it, when you would turn right or to the left. And you shall consider unclean your silver-plated idols and your gold-covered images. You shall throw them away like filthy rags, to which you say, Be gone. He will give rain for the seed that you sow in the ground, and the wheat that the soil produces will be rich and abundant. On that day, your cattle will graze in spacious meadows. The oxen and asses that till the ground will eat silage tossed to them with shovel and pitchfork. Upon every high mountain and lofty hill there will be streams of running water. On the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall, the light of the moon will be like that of the sun, and the light of the sun will be seven times greater, like the light of seven days. On the day the Lord binds up the wounds of his people, he will heal the bruises left by his blows. The Word of the Lord On that day the Lord will bind up the wounds of his people, and God will heal the bruises left by the stroke of his judgment. Happy, Happy are all who await him. Wait for the Lord. Act courageously. Let your heart be strong and uphold the Lord. Happy, Happy are all who await him. From the book On Virginity by St. Ambrose Bishop You are one of God's people, of God's family, a virgin among virgins. You light up your grace of body with your splendor of soul. More than others, you can be compared to the church. When you are in your room then, at night, think always on Christ and wait for his coming at every moment. This is the person Christ has loved in loving you, the person he has chosen in choosing you. He enters by the open door. He has promised to come in and he cannot deceive. Embrace him, the one you have sought. Turn to him and be enlightened. Hold him fast. Ask him not to go in haste. Beg him not to leave you. The word of God moves swiftly. He is not won by the lukewarm, nor held fast by the negligent. Let your soul be attentive to his word. Follow carefully the path God tells you to take, for he is swift in his passing. What does his bride say? I sought him and did not find him. I called him and he did not hear me. Do not imagine that you are displeasing to him, although you have called him, asked him, opened the door to him, and that this is the reason why he has gone so quickly. No, for he allows us to be constantly tested. When the crowds pressed him to stay, what does he say in the gospel? I must preach the word of God to other cities because I have been sent for that. But even if it seems to you that he has left you, go out and seek him once more. 
Who but the Holy Church is to teach you how to hold Christ fast? Indeed, she has already taught you, if you only understood her words in Scripture. How short a time it was when I left them, before I found him whom my soul has loved. I held him fast, and I will not let him go. How do we hold him fast, not by restraining chains or knotted ropes, but by bonds of love, by spiritual reins, by the longing of the soul? If you also, like the bride, wish to hold him fast, seek him and be fearless of suffering. It is often easier to find him in the midst of bodily torments, in the very hands of persecutors. His bride says, How short a time it was after I left them. In a little space, after a brief moment, when you have escaped from the hands of your persecutors without yielding to the powers of this world, Christ will come to you, and he will not allow you to be tested for long. Whoever seeks Christ in this way and finds him can say, I held him fast, and I will not let him go before I bring him into my mother's house, into the room of her who conceived me. What is this house, this room, but the deep and secret places of your heart? Maintain this house, sweep out its secret recesses until it becomes immaculate and rises as a spiritual temple for a holy priesthood, firmly secured by Christ, the cornerstone, so that the Holy Spirit may dwell in it. Whoever seeks Christ in this way, whoever prays to Christ in this way, is not abandoned by him. On the contrary, Christ comes again and again to visit such a person, for he is with us until the end of the world. The grace of the Lord gave her strength in the battle, and she was glorified before God and man. In the presence of the prince, she spoke with wisdom. And And therefore therefore the the Lord of heaven and earth has loved her. She is the virgin who prepared a joyful home for God in her heart. And And therefore therefore the the Lord Lord of heaven and earth has loved her. Let us pray. May the glorious intercession of the Virgin and Martyr St. Lucy give us new heart, we pray, O Lord so that we may celebrate her heavenly birthday in this present age, and so behold things eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll take a look at today's Gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer. Just a few minutes from now on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Lucy, Monday, December 13th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the priests and the elders say to Jesus, in essence, just who do you think you are anyway? It's from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching. By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? I also will ask you a question. 
And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The Baptism of John. Whence was it? From heaven or from men? They argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we are afraid of the multitude, for all hold that John was a prophet. <clears throat> we do not know. Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the Rolofit Radio app. Let's face it, our lives on earth are a constant struggle. But from a spiritual perspective, that's just the way that it should be. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. Keep custody of your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life, says the book of Proverbs. And from it, too, flow joy and peace, the ability to love and to do apostolate. How carefully we must guard our hearts, because otherwise they always lead to attach themselves in the wrong way to people and to things. Among all the aims of our lives, there is only one which is truly necessary. It is to reach the goal which God has set for us, to attain to heaven by living our own individual vocation to the full. In order to achieve this, we have to be ready to lose everything else, to clear away anything which would obstruct our way. Everything must be a means for reaching God, and if anything, whatever proves not to be a means but an obstacle, then we must put it right or give it up in sacrifice. Our Lord's words are clear. If your right eye causes you to sin, plug it out and throw it away. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. By right eye and right hand, our Lord means anything that at a given moment seems indispensably precious and valuable. Sanctity, salvation, one's own and one's neighbor's has to come first. If thy right eye scandalize thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, poor heart, for this is that scandalizes you. Press it, squeeze it tight in your hands, give it no consolations, and when it asks for them, say to it slowly and with a noble compassion, in confidence, as it were, heart, heart on the cross, heart on the cross. The things we need to abandon or to cut out of our lives can be of many different sorts. Sometimes they will even be things that are good in themselves, but which our own egoism or our failure to rectify our intention has turned into obstacles to our sanctity. Very often they will not be anything of great importance, but mere whims, habitual minor self-indulgences, failures in complete self-control, excessive preoccupation with material things, and so on. Observe, says St. Augustine, how the sea comes in through any leaky places in the hull and little by little fills the hold of the boat. Unless it is expelled, the ship goes down. Imitate the sailors. Their hands never rest until they have bailed her out thoroughly. Let yours never rest from doing good. 
In spite of everything, however, the bottom of the ship will fill with water again because the weak points of our human nature are always there, and you will have to man the pumps again. These obstacles and tendencies which we cannot succeed in getting rid of with one determined effort, but which demand of us a continual confident and cheerful struggle, give us great help towards becoming more humble. Love of frequent confession and persistence with the daily examination of conscience help us to keep our souls clean and ready to contemplate Jesus in the cave at Bethlehem, in spite of our obvious daily weaknesses. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. 
All nations shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us us climb the mountain mountain of the Lord. Lord. Sing to the Lord, and bless his name. Sing Sing to to the the Lord, Lord and bless bless his name. name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place, he will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Sing to the Lord, and bless his name. A reading from 2 Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly. In his consolation, the word of the Lord. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. 
The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. The Lord is my Savior, and I shall sing his praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. I am the Lord's poor servant. To him alone, the living God, I have offered all in sacrifice. I have nothing else to give. I offer him myself. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am the Lord's poor servant. To him alone, the living God, I have offered all in sacrifice. I have nothing else to give. I offer him myself. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May the glorious intercession of the Virgin and Martyr St. Lucy give us new heart, we pray, O Lord so that we may celebrate her heavenly birthday in this present age, and so behold things eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Keep watching and waiting. That's what the season is about. Morning Air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.